Welcome back, everybody. This is Sam Weaver, today's host of Tipsy Tuesday. If you're asking, who is this guy? You're not alone. So I'll just take just a second to introduce myself. I'm Sam Weaver, longtime Rockslide team member, writer, gear reviewer, and cliff tester. Some of you might better know me as Rockslide moderator Real Unlucky. I eat, sleep, and dream about hunting all year long. I've hunted every western state and learned through trial and error the importance of quality gear. I've gathered, researched, and vetted the information in this podcast so you can just kick back and enjoy worry-free. Join me today for another Tipsy Tuesday, a short segment covering rockslide.com tidbits, hunting news from across the West, with just a sprinkling of tips and tricks to keep you well-informed for your next adventure. Let's jump into something everybody loves, big bulls and free gear. Today's guest is longtime rock slide rider Tony Treach, as he joins us to give us all the details. All right, Tony. Welcome to Tipsy Tuesday. Uh, what's been new? Not much. Just finishing up a few projects around the house and uh, just finished up uh, our latest, or my fir- current film for uh, Rockslide, uh, High Country Hide and Seek, my uh, elk hunt from last year. That'll be coming out on April 16th on Rockslide's YouTube channel. This is that great uh, Nevada draw unit that you hunted from last year? Yeah. I mean, it's not one, not the top one of the top units, but it's it's pretty. You know, any Nevada tag is a good tag. Yeah, it's it was a dream hunt, and uh, I drug it out to the last day, self filmed it all, and uh, we just got done putting all the uh, content together, and it'll be coming out uh, in just a few weeks. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see. I know it was kind of a grind for you there. You uh, left home in in mid August, and you didn't get done till almost the last day of the season. There. Yeah. So that's that, that's quite the uh, hunting adventure. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I yeah, I, there was a lot of ups and downs, and uh, I found several bulls that I've been happy to take home, and uh, felt pretty lucky that on the last day I was able to pull it all together. But there's, I mean, if you like big bulls, uh, there's definitely a lot of them in the film, and some that are pretty amazing. Uh, I still kick myself. It's kind of hard, hard to even believe what some of the bulls that I got to hunt, but uh, definitely a long, long hunt. I yeah was there a few days before the season started and got some scouting in and uh, said drug it out to the end. So I don't, I don't know about anybody else, but when you say big bulls, I get pretty excited. I follow you there on Instagram, and I know that you're constantly uh, posting pictures of big, big bucks and big bulls. So when you say big bull, I know it's a big bull. So I'm pretty excited to see it. I've saw the uh, teaser premiere a little bit and man, that thing's got some great elk in that. Yeah. 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 That's just, that's just a portion of them. Yeah. There's a, I mean, if I was a better videographer, I'm sure it would, uh, the number of bulls I saw were it's pretty crazy, but um, a lot of young ones, a lot of old ones. It's just, yeah, there's a reason we all want to get a tag there. So it's uh, hopefully, hopefully the film does it justice and, I mean, I, I'm pretty happy with it. The uh, guy that helps me edit it, uh, or does the editing, uh, I think did a pretty good job. So it's uh, more like a working man video, though. I mean, it's not it's not super highly, uh, uh, how would you say, like uh, production effects. There's it's just it's just pretty much meat and potatoes, elk, me, and a lot of ups and downs. Right. Basically, you're self filming yourself on uh, 
this great Nevada hunt and just trying to share it with other yeah. people. Yeah. And yeah, basically it was a lot of fun. And, and I, I appreciate that high country hide and seek. Yep. That's going to be April 16th, yep. 10 AM. I know if you go to the rock slide elk forum, there's a sticky at the top of the page there. If people want to see the premiere, um, you're also going to be doing some giveaways on the premiere, right? You want to tell us a little about sure. that? Yeah. So if you, uh, watch the film and you can go to rock slide, go to the elk forum. And at the top of the page, like Sam said, it'll, it'll, all the rules will be right there in the, uh, in the thread I started, but the, the meat and potatoes of it is if you go to rock slides, YouTube on April 16th at mountain, uh, 10 o'clock mountain time, uh, noon Eastern and watch the premiere during its initial release and comment in the comments on YouTube, not on rock slide on YouTube during that premiere, you'll be entered uh, into uh, a drawing of a bunch of prizes. And there's a couple other things to be, you got to follow rock slide and myself on Instagram. You got to be a member of rock slide. That's it. And then I'll take everybody who qualifies for those, uh, Conditions and we'll raffle off a bunch of prizes. We've got a Hoyt bow, Kafaro backpack. Uh, there's an entire outfit uh, that uh, Sitka put together. Uh, basically, the gear that I was wearing. Uh, Iron wheel broadheads are in there. Onyx donated some uh, elite packages and some hats and stickers and stuff. Uh, Hamski has donated a rest. Taito's thrown in a knife. Option archery. Throw thrown in a quibbleizer of your choice of different whatever different model you want, and an option six sight, and I think there's a, a marsupial chest pack in there too. So there's a bunch of prizes. Uh, just uh, be there on April 16th. So come for the giant bulls, but stay for the great yeah. prizes. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty amazing sponsors there. Again, everybody, that's High Country Hide and Seek. Um, you can see the premiere on Rockslide in the Elk Forum. That's going to be April 16th, 10 a.m. Mountain, 12 a.m. Eastern. And uh, all you got to do is be a member of Rockslide. Follow Rockslide on Instagram and uh, follow Tony Treach on Instagram. That's T-O-N-Y underscore T-R-I-E-T-C-H, Tony Treach. And uh, I'm going to tell you what, when you follow Tony, you see a lot of big bulls and big bucks on his page. So, uh, pretty exciting stuff, Tony. I'm looking forward to it. You got anything to add before we close it out? No, I'm good, Sam. Just keeping my fingers crossed right now as uh, hopefully uh, New Mexico results come out here pretty soon and I can get another great tag. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope you video it. I'll be watching. We'll try for sure. Straight into a recap of the last few episodes of the Rockcast, where Robbie Deming and Travis Hobbs share information gathered during the Mule Deer Days. If you're serious about learning about mule deer, this series of podcasts is not to be missed. Don't forget to listen to the Winter Kill episode. For quick insight of how this epic western winter is going to impact your hunting plans this fall. Now, on to the news. Colorado application period closes on April 4th. Something to take into account when considering when to burn your points is the recommendation from Parks and Wildlife to switch from the current quota to a 75 25 split residents to non-residents. This is expected to be approved by the board in May. Staying on the topic of reduced opportunities, CPW recommends significant license reductions of upwards of 40% of deer and elk 
in the Bears Ear and White River units for this season. Antelope populations are also troubling, but the lack of radio callers make it difficult to assess the true status until more snow melts and mortality can be physically checked. Wyoming's Red Desert antelope herd has tragically been estimated to have lost half the herd to extreme winter conditions. Fortunately, the high mortality rates don't appear in all units. Hunters should expect reduced tag numbers, more to follow as Wyoming Fish and Game is still in the process of setting hunting season and tag limits. Now for some grim news for the struggling Colorado and Wyoming deer herds. There's a report coming in that the Center for Biological Diversity is threatening legal action against the Forest Service if they do not issue a no-kill zone for wolves in the Medicine Bow Rut National Forest. This possible lawsuit may initially seem like a dead end because the Forest Service does not manage the wolves. Wyoming Game and Fish has jurisdiction over the wolves in Wyoming, and Colorado Parks and Wildlife Department is primarily in charge of the wolf population in Colorado. Working for the Center of Biological Diversity, Attorney Colette Aiken states, It's not a question if the Forest Service can, because Forest Service supervisors do it regularly, for various reasons, including protection of endangered species. Forest Service spokesman Aaron Vos' response, Broadly, the U.S. Forest Service role is to manage habitat. We work in coordination with the states and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services as they manage wolf populations, while addressing potential issues such as the impacts on grazing. This arrangement has worked well for many decades. This is an issue worth continual monitoring, as the precedent to potentially shift wolf management away from state agencies would be a real detriment to prey species in the affected states of Colorado and Montana. Staying with wolves, Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks will hold two public meetings April 4th and April 11th to develop a new wolf management plan as the current plan is over 20 years old and does not take into account any of the latest data. Please take the time to make your opinions known on this issue, as it will no doubt be a hotbed of contention throughout the state. Now let's talk about upcoming draws. Utah has moved its application deadline to April 27th. Now you can check the number of proposed tags for every unit on April 5th. In years prior, you just applied for a unit and assumed that the tag numbers were the same as last year. This could have you applying for a unit that the DWR severely reduced tag numbers in, drastically changing the odds without you even knowing. With the way this winter has been hitting some units in Utah, this change can be the difference between drawing a tag or not. Be sure to check out the number of tags before you apply this year. I'm a huge fan of the change and feel it's a huge improvement. Remember that Utah draw system is a hybrid, where half of the limited entry tags are reserved for those with the most bonus points, and the remaining tags are issued in a random draw. This means that even if it's your first time applying, you can get lucky and draw almost any tag in Utah. Always check tag allocations as some units don't offer a non-resident tag for that year. Another fact that you should know about Utah is that a license is required before you're allowed to apply in the draw. Great deal is that Utah's hunting license is good for 365 days, and that by planning ahead, you can use that same license to apply for two consecutive years in a row. Those two facts should put Utah firmly into your application strategy. If you are unsuccessful during the limited entry draw, you will be awarded a bonus point and move past those with less points in the next year's draw. Under the newly proposed elk management plan, there's been a shift of the number of early weapon tags to a mid-season 
limited entry hunt. That hunt runs congruent with the general spike season. Utah has also adjusted and lowered the bull age structure in most units to increase opportunity. Depending on your strategy, you may have to apply or shift the units that you've been applying for. Utah's general elk has been broken into two separate week-long seasons this year. Tags will still be issued on a first-come, first-served quota system for the earlier season, along with unlimited tags during the later season. Utah general deer draw is awarded by preference points. Those with the most points get a tag, while those with less will be awarded a preference point for the next year. It's important to remember that there is no random draw for general tags. Be sure to double-check the draw statistics at wildlife.utah.gov to see if you realistically have a chance at the tag that you want. As you might have surmised from this podcast, the winter of 2023 will have lasting impacts on mule deer population across the West for many years to come. An alternative state for mule deer that should be on your radar is Kansas. Kansas mule deer draw deadline is April 28th. As a non-resident, you must successfully draw a whitetail permit in units 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 17, or 18, and apply for a mule deer stamp. If you are successful in drawing the stamp, the whitetail permit converts into a mule deer tag. For more information, check out ksoutdoors.com backslash honey. Checking out the latest and greatest from rockslide.com and their gear review articles. Tony Treach takes us through Iron Wheel's archery components. They include the hit inserts, the impact collars, and even touches on the Snyder core. Check out his article for more information. Jared Bloomgrum gives us insight to the new Iron Wheel K2 knife. Read the article to see Jared reveals if the lightweight knife lives up to the hype. Zach Harold does an amazing job in a binocular harness head-to-head. Watch the video where Zach compares the Sitka Mountain Harness, the Marsupial, the FHF gear, the ADAC, the Alaska Guide Creations, the Badlands XR, Outdoor Vision, T&K Hunting, and Stone Glacier Skyline Harnesses. Does one of these have the features you're looking for? While you're on the Rockslide YouTube channel, check out the newest cliff test where I throw the AKEC 3200X off a cliff. Tune in to find out how it fares after taking a tumble like that. Check out these reviews and more on rockslide.com homepage. That's R-O-K-S-L-I-D-E.com, rockslide.com. Last Tipsy Tuesday, we discussed preparing in the preseason. I hope everyone took some part of that message to heart. Take a second and do some self-reflection. For me, I joined Mountain Tough and just finished their on-ramp. Man, I didn't know I was that out of shape. If you'd like to try on-ramp for free, there's a leak in the fitness and nutrition forum. I'm moving on to the foundation program to continue building strength to tackle whatever tags I might draw this year. I also took out time to set up my new PSE Mach 34. Man, it's a sweet bow, and I'll have a review on it here in a few months. But more importantly, I could start shooting in preparation for the upcoming Rockslide Cold Bow Challenge. If you've never heard of the Cold Bow Challenge, here's a quick rundown. The challenge is designed to test your realistic maximum effective range. This is the furthest range you would shoot an animal with a bow at. You shoot one arrow each day of the challenge with no warm-up or follow-up shots and no practice shots in between days. This simulates an actual hunting scenario where you may be a few days into the trip and finally get within range of your target. 
Be sure to read all the rules and be ready to go as soon as the contest opens, as only the first 50 shooters will be allowed to sign up. Everyone who competes in the challenge within the rules will be entered into a random draw for some amazing prizes. Closing out with a reminder about prizes. April 16th, tune in to Rock Slide's YouTube channel for the premiere of High Desert Elk. It's at 10 a.m. Western. Simply comment during the film to be entered in the drawing for tons of high-end gear and even a new Hoyt bow. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Until next time, I'm Sam Weaver.